we are back with our second special guest of the night. We have Miss uh, Erica Kobe. Is mm-hmm. that, Kobe. Kobe. Uh, yeah. Like Kobe Bryant. Who is a, a beautician slash stylist? Yeah. Okay. Cosmetologist. Cosmetologist. Licensed. Licensed. Yeah. For sure. About. I put in the hard work and dedication for that. So. <laughs> that's what I'm talking about. I pay that every two years. Hey, <laughs> I, I, I understand. I deal with other professionals who have to. Uh, actually, I just did my mother in law. She's a therapist. And I had to send her. She has two licenses. So I had to send off that or whatever because there is expired at the end of September. Mm-hmm. You guys expired at the end of September too? or? Well, it's every two years. It. It doesn't expire, but you got to renew it. Well, that's what I'm talking about. Do you is it do you have to renew it in September or I don't know if they normally had a it just date. depends on what state you're in. Oh, okay. But uh, let's get into um, why become a cosmetologist. So, my parents, you know, military background. Mm-hmm. I grew up moving all over the place, but when my mom would deploy, I would stay with my aunt. Mm-hmm. They were from McRae, Georgia. Mm-hmm. And she actually owned a shop in Dublin. Mm-hmm. She would cut, like, the mayor's hair, like, everybody. Mm-hmm. And when I was little, I would sleep, like, hair in her shop and all that stuff. And I always wanted to be like her. She made it look fun. She made mm-hmm. it look... Like, it wasn't work. Yeah, something she enjoyed. Well, that and, like, making someone feel good about themselves yeah. is a beautiful thing. Yeah. Like, is. just giving someone a trim and then getting out of the chair and be like, I feel so much better. Like, that makes my day better. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So, it's just fun for me. It's not, like, I work a lot. <laughs> but it's not work. Yeah. It's like, I have free time to be me. I have free time to do me. But at the same time, like, I'm so obsessed with, like, building myself. Mm-hmm. So, this is my, like, fourth shop. But I'm, like, starting from the ground up. Because mm-hmm. I was in Warner Robins. And then I moved back to Macon to do work. And I killed, like, majority of my clientele. I kind of did, like, a business suicide but at the same time, it gives me a chance to, like, revamp for myself because that's where I know I'm going to be. Okay, so how long have you been doing it? Five years. Okay. Five years licensed? Because mm-hmm. I know you probably have the time before that as well that you've done is just, you know... Well, I was licensed in Illinois, and then I just transferred over to Georgia when I moved here. Ah, okay. Yeah. So what, what what's the difference in, I guess, you know, the different markets you've been in, especially going from Illinois to Georgia, or is there a difference? There is a difference. What's the difference? The culture is different. Okay. What's different the about The South it? is very... It's not a... I don't want it to be a negative thing, but mm-hmm. it's very, like... It's 2018, and we're kind of, like, reversed. Mm-hmm. Like, we, we haven't, like, progressed, right? Mm-hmm. The Midwest is very progressive. Mm-hmm. It's all different culture, all different people pushed into one thing. Mm-hmm. And, of course, there's that, you know, with culture, there is boundaries. But at the same time, it's not like the South. Mm-hmm. Like, I do all hair types. Mm-hmm. I actually yeah, yeah, specialize so. in ethnic hair. Yeah, so, and yeah, people see a white girl yeah, and they're yeah, like, uh, you're doing uh, ethnic uh, hair? They're like, no. And I'm like, I can show you pictures. Or, you know, like, <laughs> hold fine. on. I was waiting for that. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's just one of those things, you know, just have to overcome. And, you know, really, I'm sure as you've gotten one, you know, then that one turns into two or oh, five or seven. I have never cut anyone and they have n- I've never had a dissatisfied person. Maybe, like, I had to tweak something. Like, you know, when you first cut someone, you get to know their hair. Mm -hmm. Like, okay, you're learning it. And then Mm -hmm. I pick up quick. Mm -hmm. So I figure out what people love. Mm -hmm. And 
I've never had an issue. Everyone always comes back to me. They always love their service. They always mm-hmm. love their time with me. So, mm-hmm. and to me, that means a lot because I build relationships. I mean, I've watched kids grow. Mm-hmm. Like to me, that means a lot. Like to be their barber in life. I'm like, when you go to the NFL, you make it big. <laughs> don't forget me. Like, <laughs> you one of the, I guess, the celebrity um, cosmetologists or stylists or whatever to get flown out and right. doing and like hair for ten, twenty thousand dollars. But that's a cool thing to do because you're sacrificing your time to be that yeah. person's personal you know you are so so um, as you said you've been in different shops and um, so I guess the ambition is it to well you said you did it one business so I guess it is to build up your own shop yeah that's okay. my goal. What, what, what was the business suicide? What was that? So I was in Warner Robins. Mm-hmm. I was at a barber shop there, and it wasn't. It's a great shop. Mm-hmm. I'm not knocking them at all. Wonderful mm-hmm. people. Great place. I mean, helped me build business. Mm-hmm. But when I moved to Macon, I was driving 30 minutes mm-hmm. to work. Mm-hmm. So I got tired of driving. Mm-hmm. So I'm like, I just my neighbor owns this shop I'm at now. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so she owns the shop I'm at now and I'm literally a half a mile from my house. I can walk toward it. Oh wow. So it's so convenient and then I built such an amazing group of friends in Macon mm-hmm. and they're all like, You just work so far on Warner Robins, like I want you to do my hair. Mm-hmm. So I move over here. Well, all those people that said they were gonna come to me. You know, it's all talk. But then, you know, some of them do. And most of my people from Warner Robins have followed me. They drive 25 minutes to come get a haircut because they either said, oh, it was too far and then got messed up by somebody. Or they had that faith in me. Like, I'm committed to you. You're my person, you know. And that means a lot. Yeah, me personally, I don't um the distance, I, I feel water out is right down the street. You know, I'm like, That's how I feel. But I'm a military kid. Like, I drive all the time. It's not yeah. a big deal for me. Now, there, the reason I had a problem was I would drive there every day, and I'd be stuck there from 8 a.m. to 7 p.m. So I'd be there over 12 hours a day, mm-hmm. getting up early, mm-hmm. coming home late, mm-hmm. one day off, which isn't a day off because you got to do all your other stuff. Mm-hmm. But that's how committed I am to my people. Like, I want to be there available for you. So I make myself fully available to you. So I feel like you can take that time to drive to me. That way I can get things done for myself to help you. Yeah. Right? I got to take care of myself first to take care of you. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so. I definitely get that. Um, so in doing your craft, you know, and it being a craft, because, you know, there's a science behind it, but then there's also an art to it. It's well. an art. Um, what, what are some of the more difficult things that people, I guess, expect and it's hard to execute? And what are some of the things that are easy that people might think are difficult? So hard to execute to me would be like if someone had a certain hair type and they come in with a picture and you know, like, their hair is not going to do that. Mm-hmm. But you have to make it work because in their mind, they want it. Mm-hmm. You can't talk them out of like what they want. Mm-hmm. So you want to appease them. You want them to have what they want. But at the same time, you're like, let me help you because I know I'm listening to you and I'm going to do what I, you want me to do. But at the same time, you're walking around with my work on your head. So mm-hmm. I got to make this look as good as mm-hmm. possible. But if this dude has a full head of hair and you have thin hair, it's not going to look <laughs> the same. So I'm sitting here trying my best to make it as beautiful as possible, you know. And then 
What was the other part? Uh, what's something that's uh, easy to execute but people might think is difficult? Just cutting hair in general. People think that because you're a girl or because you're this or that, like, mm-hmm. you know, they don't trust you. Mm-hmm. The minute I lay the clippers on the head, they're like, okay, it feels like how it should be cut. Like, mm-hmm. that's it. That's all there is to it. I have to admit, I did have that stereotype back in my 20s. Um, I was very adamant in not letting a woman cut my hair. Um, and even when I lived in, uh, I lived in Griffin for about three years when I was going back and forth working in uh, Metro Atlanta for the, r- the railroad. It was I went, I found a shop that was on a part of town that I lived in, but and of course it was a white older lady, and she was from <laughs> she was military like you. And I was like. You really cut, you know, black folks' hair. A little whatever. sketchy. Uh, it was a little sketchy. But, then, but see, this is another thing you have to think of. Women were the first to cut men's hair. Your wife at home is going to cut your hair before anybody else. Well, not, not me, but, you know. I but I'm see saying, like, back in the day. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. And yeah. two, think about it like this, not knocking men barbers because they're amazing. Everybody's good at their craft in their own way. We're mm-hmm. all different. But this is another thing. Women are paying attention to detail. Mm-hmm. We're making you look good and presentable as if we would want to see you in public right yeah i'm not gonna let you walk out on the street looking a hot mess like my goal is to make you look so attractive that you get complimented all day and Mm -hmm. you feel good about yourself and that makes me feel good because i'm like boo go do your thing like i made you look good we're all good (laughs) like that's what i love about it i didn't didn't think about that but yeah that's a different perspective and that's one of the reasons why everyone always comes back to me is because i do pay attention to detail and Mm -hmm. i'm quick yeah, you know, in chair like forever. No, whatever. I don't like, do okay, that. So, what what are some of the no nos or whatever? Like, I, okay, I go to the barber. I think you know, once I get in that chair, that's my time because I'm paying you, you know, to do a service for me or whatever. So I don't need you like answering the phone. So, is that so I don't, I don't get on my phone, but because I work for myself now, if I have mm-hmm. to answer a call, I do take it. Mm-hmm. But I let my person know, and I'm very quick, like, hey, okay. I gotta get off the phone. Yeah, and then it's like, hey, I got someone in my chair. Yeah, I don't cut and talk. I think it's rude. Yeah, I try to give my person my whole time together. You know, because too, it's not just like you're cutting hair, like. They're telling you their life. Yeah. They're venting to you about mm-hmm. what's going on. Become like their own personal therapist. We are. We're therapists. Like therapists. <laughs> <laughs> We're therapists. <laughs> I mean, literally, I'll get a new client and they'll tell me their life in five minutes. But next time you come in, best believe I'm gonna be like, "How is so and so? Or what's yeah. going on with your kid? Or how's your marriage? Or mm-hmm. you know, just like." Then they like to vent. Like it, it's relaxing to get yourself in the chair and be mm-hmm. relaxed and be able to just vent. And for me, I'm not see you every day, mm-hmm. but you know you're gonna come back to me. Yeah. So I'm that person that's like just there, but it's not like you have to see me and be like, oh my god, I just told this girl my whole life story yesterday, and like I don't want to be around her. But mm-hmm. next time you see me, I'm like, you good? They're like, I'm good. Mm-hmm. I'm like, okay. So, how would you uh, rate your skill set, you know, against your peers in the industry, you know, within this area? Or do you feel you're you're in the top of the, you know, top, you know, 3% or whatever, 10%? You fall somewhere in the middle? I would say middle. I would say because I've only been doing it five years. I've met other barbers here. They've been doing it 20-some years, 30-some years. So, they've been Mm -hmm. in the game a long time, and they know what the fuck they're doing. Mm -hmm. Or what... After I'm sorry. No, no, you find it. But um, really <laughs> <laughs> my thing is, 
every day I learn something new. Mm-hmm. There is not a day that goes by that I don't learn anything new because the hair is a growing industry. It's something that everybody needs always and all the time. And it's a growing industry. It revolves in a circle, mm-hmm. just like every trend in life. Mm-hmm. You know, we go from 80s, 70s, 60s, all the way back, and we do a big old circle, mm-hmm. you know, with, especially with hair with flat, poofy, round, this whole little mop thing on the top to like a skin fade to mm-hmm. high tops to all that stuff. So, um, I would say I'm medium bracket because I can always be better. And I don't think I'm the best. But I always make sure I take care of people mm-hmm. even if I have to work harder than the other person. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Just be humble. Yeah. Always. Well, you know, yeah, I also gotta have that confidence though and arrogance too though. You gotta let us bring a little that in or whatever so you can, you know. See, but I let my people do that confidence cocky crap for me. <laughs> they boost me up when they leave my chair and they looking in the mirror and they feeling good. I'm like, they get in their car, they're gonna take a selfie. Like <laughs> I already know what's happening. So do you uh do you do the competitions instead? Do you go to the No, I've never done or? one. I really wanna do one bad. Like Okay. I would love to do one. It's kind of nerve-wracking, though, mm-hmm. like, to be against other people because you know they're working just as hard as you. Mm-hmm. And I haven't done one yet, and I really would love to, but I know my first one, I'd be, like, sweating bullets, like, <laughs> head from head to toe. So it's definitely something I want to look into very soon. Okay, so what have been some uh, pitfalls that you've been able to overcome or, you know, some hurdles or you've been able to sidestep? Um, just moving around in general. I mean, like when you're a stylist, people expect you to be readily, really readily available. And because I'm a new person and people don't know me, that is so hard mm-hmm. because I'm new to this area. And like some people are very open and some people are like, I don't know you. I, you just moved here. Like, I'm, I don't know your history, your background, whatever. So you mm-hmm. have to sit there and like tell this person, like. You have to have that confidence and that trust that they're going to come to you, and you, you know. Mm-hmm. So it's it's hard. Like did it's you, hard to build. Did you have those same uh, thought process or mentality with clients in uh, Illinois? Yeah. So no matter. I started off in I started off in an ethnic barbershop. That was the first shop I was ever in. So, so why that shop and that is you know? Because I loved my first boss. He is why I'm here. Why I'm here today. Okay. He taught me everything. He taught me how to fade. Mm-hmm. We'd be across the room from each other. He'd be looking at me like, "Put this guard on. Slap that on. Do this. Do that." Built my help me build my clientele. Believed in me when I just about gave up. You know. Mm-hmm. So he's the whole reason I actually got into men's hair more than women. Because I went to cosmetology school, I worked in a salon, and then I worked in his shop first. Mm-hmm. And I would go, he came to our school, we were in cosmetology school, he came to our school, he did clipper classes. Mm-hmm. And he's the most energetic, fun, loving person I've ever met in my whole life. And he made hair look like it was not a job. Yeah. It was like a, like, like a show. Yeah. Like, it was amazing. So that was the, the catalyst or whatever that really... Point. But he had faith in me. Like, he knew I was going to do something mm-hmm. before I knew it. So, just having that, it just, it's crazy. So, as you say, you're going to do this as a career and make a living from it and become an entrepreneur. How do your family sit with it? They love it. Very surprised. My mom gets my hair done for me. My dad just got a haircut today. Okay. 
They love how passionate I am. I've done this for five years, and they know me. I'm a very... Uh, what's the word? I'm an irrational person, I guess. Mm-hmm. Like, I'll jump and do something, mm-hmm. and then a couple weeks later, I won't like it. Mm-hmm. But hair is the one thing I've done consecutively for five years, and I have stuck with, and I have put my hard work into. So they love that about me. Like, mm-hmm. any job I've done, I've always had a big drive. But especially yeah. this, my parents see, like, I have such a passion. My grandma and all them, like, they love it, you know. They're happy for me. They want me to succeed. They've already told me, like, if I did get a shop, you know, they would partner with me and help mm-hmm. me boost and all that stuff. So that's really nice to have a family that is so supportive. Because mm-hmm. a lot of people don't have that. Yeah, yeah. Or, you know, a lot of people, they don't understand. Like, are you the first, Is are you a first-generational entrepreneur for your In my family? family? Uh-huh. Somewhat. I guess somewhat, like, going on my own and, like, doing something for myself and not having it given to me. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. Um, I guess some people, you know... They don't support their family members because they don't know how and they don't know what the business side looks like. Well, right, and like it so, doesn't happen overnight. Yeah. Small businesses, they fail within three years. That's your cap. So you got a three year mark, and in those three years, you ain't gonna make no money. Mm-hmm. No one does. Yeah. Once you pass the three years, then you're gonna even out, and then maybe like five, six years, then you're gonna make a profit. Yeah. But it's that wait period. Nobody can wait. We're all so fast-paced. We all want it right now. Mm-hmm. So, like, to have the dedication to know these things and know it's going to take a long time to get where you want to get. Mm-hmm. But doing it on your own, like, I am such a free bird. I hate nine-to-fives. I don't want a clock at a clock. Mm-hmm. I don't want someone to tell me what to do. I want to do them on my own and dedicate myself to do it. I get up 6 o'clock in the morning and be at work at this time. Like, that's my schedule. And I made that for myself. I don't have anybody telling me about what to do. Mm-hmm. Where do, you, where do you think that comes from? Where does that I don't know. From? My mom is such a feminist, and she's such, like, a hard worker. And, like, <laughs> she always tells me, like, I rubbed off on you too bad. And I'm like, I'm sorry. Like, I just think how you think. She's like, sometimes I hate it. And I'm like, we're alphas. Yeah. We're in charge. Mm-hmm. We're independent. Mm-hmm. That's how I like to be. I like to be independent. I don't, I don't like to live life thinking that I owe anybody anything mm-hmm. but myself, you know? Yeah. And that's not a selfish thing. It's just... It's selfless because I don't want anyone to ever think I did them dirty or, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. That's just my mentality. Yeah. I like to do things for myself. There's nothing wrong with that. And I love meeting other fellow entrepreneurs and, you know, people or go-getters and stuff like that, you know. Actually, I'll thrive off of that energy or whatever. And like you said, I tell people all the time, but look, you got to stick to your three-year plan. After your three years, you start seeing, you know, it starts to get easier That's or whatever. That's the hardest part. That. Yeah. The, people, they can't wait. Yeah, this instant gratification thing. Got well, that and you struggle and, so hard. You're like, am I gonna be able to pay my bill this month? Like, am mm-hmm. I gonna be able to do this for myself? And somehow you gotta make it work. Like, you yeah. gotta figure out how you're gonna budget it. Because well, you know, if it was easy, it wouldn't be for everybody. It would be right. for everybody, but it's not. You know, but that's so. what takes that go getter. Mm-hmm. If you're not a go getter, it's not gonna be for you. Oh yeah, definitely, uh, definitely one thousand, <laughs> one million percent agree. I see so many different people, especially hitting my line and stuff like. Everyone yeah, wants it, it handed, and you can't. I go out there and I hit the streets. I pass my cards out. I meet people. I'm mm-hmm. outgoing person anyway. I don't have yeah. to fake shit. Yeah. I'm such an outgoing person. Like, I can talk to the wall, you know? <laughs> yeah, I can talk to the wall. <laughs> like, literally. I love it. I can talk to the wall. He knows. <laughs> <laughs> I'm off the chain, so. Yeah. 
Any of your uh, former uh, professions, were you ever like a salesperson? No. Really? And I don't sell product. You can actually sell product. I, I could just see that in you. But you, I'm you not. Sell I'm not a good salesman. Well, I don't. I can't stand when people push product down my throat. I'm like, get away from me. Like my thing is, if I see something, I know I want it, and that's mm-hmm. how I think about people. We see things that we know we want it or not. Mm-hmm. You don't have to sell me anything. Mm-hmm. I'll use a product in someone's hair, and then they'll be like, "I like that. What is that? I want it." And I'm like, "Okay, here you go." I don't go, hey, this is um this brand and this is what I'm gonna do to you today and it's only ten ninety nine. Like no. <laughs> like I'm not gonna waste my energy on that because you know that person's thinking like, dear God, I just wanna get out of this chair. Like I don't want this person trying to upsell me on everything. It's annoying, you know. So where do you see yourself going like, you know, for the remaining of the year in twenty nineteen and then any uh future, you know, long term goals? working a lot (laughs) just working a lot just working a lot that's all I can do it's just be available that's what I'm just trying to rebuild my clientele and get comfortable enough where maybe in 2019 I might be able to take a week vacation for myself (laughs) it's been a while since you've taken a vacation well I actually took one in July me and my best friend Mm -hmm. Um, she works downtown she's amazing I went with her to her family with her family to um, the beach for a week and it was awesome. Mm-hmm. You get to re-energize and regroup. And you think it's like that, but it's not. Because as soon as you get back, like you think, if I take this week off, I'll come back and I'll feel so refreshed. And then I got back to work and I was like, I feel the same. Like <laughs> <laughs> I feel like I haven't left you guys. <laughs> so. Well, I guess the vacation wasn't long enough. <laughs> it wasn't, but it was a blast. It, it was out. fun. I mean, I have fun every day. I make every day worth it. You know. Mm-hmm. You got to get out of bed and do it for yourself. Nobody's yeah, going to do it you for do. you. You do. So, uh, are you limited to any um, thing that somebody wants in a chair? Like, do you color? Do you, you know? Okay, so I cut and- color style. I can perm. I can wax. I can do all those things. The only thing I haven't really gotten into is braiding. Mm-hmm. I would love. I can do extensions, all that stuff. But braiding is something I want to get into and learn how to do. Okay. I just got to find the time to get trained on it. Yeah. And what about, uh, are you good with the straight razor? Yeah. Oh, okay. Sometimes very diverse. So, um, if somebody, you know, wants to learn about you or, you know, try you out, what's the best way that they can go about um, contacting you? So, Facebook, Instagram, Snapchat, phone number. <laughs> what do you what do you know Snapchat? <laughs> I actually <laughs> film my stuff all day on Snapchat. I'm like, look, Snapchat was like six seconds or something. Well, it, it's like up to ten seconds, oh. or it could be no limit. But I literally post my pictures of mm. hair on there all day, and I probably drive people nuts. They're probably like, skip, 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 skip. Like, mm. but that's how I market myself, and that's how I mean I add all my customers, so that's how they see my work. Mm. You gonna let people <laughs> let people know you know what the usernames are? Okay, so my phone number is four seven eight three zero five two eight zero three, and my username for Snapchat is E R K U H C, Urkacy. <laughs> I probably should change that, but yeah. Come to Urca for the hookup. <laughs> <laughs> any any uh, Instagram or uh, um, Instagram? I am barber. Under dash easy e ninety one. Okay, <laughs> sounds like uh, 
uh, which can call Obsidian thinking of easy ruthless records and stuff. <laughs> I actually have I've taken the nicknames for America and Easy. Okay. That's what people usually go by. And then uh, Facebook. Facebook, it's just Eric Kobe, E-R-I-K-A-C-O-B-E-Y. Okay, you are still accepting new clients, correct? Always. Always. <laughs> All right, uh, well, I like to allow my guests to, uh, you know, give the last, you know, saying, you know, any mantra or anything that you'd like to go by or any words of encouragement to others who want to, you know, dive into the field and, you know, really get a feel for it or, you know, just... Oh, anything. We're talking business-wise, right? Anything. Okay. So, life motto, positive vibes, always. Be humble. Don't hold anything, like grudges, none of that stuff. Like, let it go. I can't stand that stuff. But anyway, um, I feel so on the spot right now, and I really don't know what else to say. So. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, hey, let, them know the, uh, let them know the number, the uh, social media one more time. So, phone number would be 478-305-2803. Hit me up anytime you guys need a haircut. Definitely look me up on Facebook, Erica Kobe, and Instagram, Barber under dash easy E91. And Snapchat would be Erica C E R K U H C. There you have it. Thank you uh, for having me. Oh, you definitely. You, I totally uh, appreciate you're welcome. it. You're welcome. You, you can actually come back as you know, build up and you know, any new services when you get your new shop, whatever the case may be, come back and talk. You know, let's get it, Bacon. Thank you.